Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and what the hell, we're still here after all these years, talking creativity, business, art, discipline, and just about everything else we can think to cram into the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1095. Today we hear from Tim, who asks... I've noticed that dictation results in a more twisty story than writing, at least for me. I guess I'm curious if there are any techniques you use that alter the kind of story that results. In terms of gross techniques like that? No, because I only type. <laughs> In terms of uh, different ways of doing things that produce a twistier story than uh, otherwise, actually, yes. What um, With my mysteries, and with often with adventure novels, though not always, I basically run a game with myself, which is to create problems faster than I can solve them. And when I do this, it makes the plot incredibly twisty. And every time I feel like that I have arrived somewhere before the characters did, I throw a wrench into the works. Because if I know where it's going, the audience is going to know where it's going, and so I look around for what is implicit in what's going on that could throw everything over sideways. So you'll see this when, I read, when you read my mystery series. There's a sense, in, in every one, really early on, you get a sense of where the mystery is going to go. And then it starts throwing you this way and that, and it winds up in really weird places, usually really disturbing places, but you laugh a lot along the way. When I'm doing something that is more tightly plotted, basically how far ahead I stay of the story depends on how tightly plotted it is. The more tightly plotted it is, the further ahead of the story I stay, and therefore the less twisty it usually is. Um, what happens when I plot tightly is I leave wiggle room for how I'm going to get there. Um, so I often will change the plotting as I go. But because I know where I'm going to go, the story, the multiple storylines have a converging effect. And so it's actually a little easier to predict the large movements of the story, even though the small movements, the character movements, are quite unpredictable. Or at least they're unpredictable on the level of my other stuff. And for stuff that is intermediately plotted, this would be like my um, Heinlein Juveniles are very mm. much like this, the Suave Rob books. I'm usually about three or four steps ahead of the plot with my big series that I keep talking about. And one of these days we'll finish that you can find uh, early versions of in the fiction podcast at my website at jdsawyer.net, or actually you can find all of the ones at antithesis.jdsawyer.net for the early versions of this big series. Mm -hmm. On those, I was very much, very much ahead of the story. I knew where 
Volume 1 was going to end up by the time I got to Chapter 4 or 5 in Volume 1. Or Volume 2, I sat, you can look back on my blog, there's actually a picture of all of the storylines printed out and laid out. Um, what I didn't post was the picture of all the index cards that I had done. I had a stack of index cards about three inches thick, mm-hmm. color-coded for each storyline, and I did index cards for the whole plot before I started. And, um, and with that series, you had a pretty good idea of, of where you were going to end it mm-hmm. by the time you were halfway done with the first book. Yeah, not just the book, but the entire six-volume series. Yes. In fact, I wrote the final scene. <laughs> that, yes, that, that was what I meant, the entire series. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have the experience that you do, but I, I guess I have analogous experiences based on a different set of criteria. Hope that's interesting, and <laughs> I guess that's all I got. Well, we should put this one to the audience. Oh, ha- have yeah. Have you found a, a different result doing longhand doing dictation writing in a pool writing in a pool you know relaxing hot tub you're writing in a pool (laughs) i don't know how you're getting the words to stick to the pages that would require a whole different technological infrastructure and scuba gear (laughs) anyway so yeah if you have uh, analogous experiences to tim do send them in and we will read them on the air Thank you very much for the question, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian and is distributed by Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. The text and production are copyright 2024, J. Daniel Sawyer. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to the author. All of you have made this podcast possible for the last few years with your support and with your questions. And now I'm going to ask you for one more thing. Reviews. We've got to spread the word and get the everyday novelist out to the new generation of writers that are coming online and are lost swimming out there on the internet with no hope of solidarity. Because, hey, the world's a fractious place. So if you could take a moment and leave a review at one or two places or post about us on your favorite social media venues, we would be ever so grateful. We cannot do this without you.